Father and our God, we acknowledge your presence in this place this morning. As if we just continue to worship and to praise you. Because you are awesome in this place. Lord, thank you for having respect to our gathering. Thank you for looking upon us as people to be reckoned with by you. We are not taking this for granted. We are acting as we understand that it's a privilege. And we say, please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, please have your way this morning. Make Jesus real to us. Deliver unto everyone the key to the supernatural. Let our lives begin to speak a volume of your majesty. Let us be faithful and able representative of divinity among humanity. Let us be the reflection of your personality and expression of your deity. We bless and magnify your name, O God. Thank you, King of Kings. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you know that the Lord is in the house this morning, give him a shout. Yeah! Glory be to God. Jam your hands together for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Glory be to God. Bless the name of the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That will be your song all the days of your life in the name of Jesus. For the Almighty God will multiply his miracle signs and wonders in your life such that on daily basis you will have reasons to testify of his wondrous works in the name of Jesus. Welcome to church once again. I bless the name of the Lord for bringing you this morning. Hallelujah. If you want to clap, don't pretend. Jam your hands together. Hallelujah. Clap and appreciate the King of glory. Amen. This morning is our anointing service and the Lord will be empowering every one of us for the supernatural. The Lord will be empowering all of us, as many of us that will connect our faith with him this morning to the supernatural. And this message is tied to the key to the supernatural, the key to the supernatural. You know, growing up I used to hear a particular statement. You know, uh, I will try for the sake of those who doesn't understand Yoruba to interpret it. But you know, it was normally spoken or said in Yoruba. That means it's not how big that it is whether the door will be opened. But there are some doors that no matter how big you are, you can't even force it open. But you, when you have the key, you don't need to struggle. All you just do is put the key in the keyhole and turn it and the door will open. Amen. A key to unlock the supernatural the Lord we hand over them to you this morning. That amen is sounding like you don't believe it. I believe it, it can be louder than that. All right, the book of John chapter 2. John chapter 2, I'll read from verse 1. John chapter 2 from verse 1, the key to the supernatural. John chapter 2 from verse 1. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus and his disciples, and both Jesus was called, and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servant, Whatsoever is said unto you, 
do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three frackings apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the waters that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servant which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and shared unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. And when men are well drunk, then thou which is worse, for thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed in. The Almighty God will manifest his glory in your life. And you will believe him so in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word in our heart in the name of Jesus. What is the supernatural? What is the supernatural? Somebody says supernatural is something that is beyond the natural. Beyond the comprehension of the minds of men. But I had the definition of the supernatural from our Father and the Lord that, that clarifies and makes it sane and makes it clear. Supernatural is what you and I cannot do, but only God can do. We have been looking at the possibilities in this month of May. And we have come to a conclusion that it takes the power of God overwhelming a man and the glory of God or the Holy Ghost who is the third person in Trinity coming upon a man for, possibility to be, for impossibility to become possible. It shows that for you to live above the natural, above the normal, there's a need for us to engage divinity in our affairs. Brethren, supernatural ought to be the natural lifestyle of every born again child of God. Let me repeat that again. The supernatural ought to be a natural lifestyle, a daily occurrence in the life of every born-again child of God. How do I mean or what do I mean? In John chapter 3, John chapter 3, when Jesus was talking about the circumstances of our birth, the circumstances of our new birth, and the experiences that should follow. In John chapter 3 from verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, 
And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listed. And you hear the sound thereof. But you don't know where it's going. Neither where it's coming from. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. When you are born of the spirit, you are born into the realm of the supernatural. You are born into the same realm that the almighty God dwells in. So for you to be born again by the spirit, it becomes very important for you to realize that you have been exonerated or excused from the normal occurrences of things. Men are used to things happening normally. But when you get God born again, you got born again into abnormal kind of life. Not negative this time around, but abnormal in the sense that it does not follow the natural sequence of things. Amen. Permit me to say to us before we move on, because a number of us will have been questioning, is it only in God that you have the supernatural? Yes, we have the supernatural in the kingdom of darkness, the devil. But before I mention that, I want you to realize this truth today. Either supernatural in God or the supernatural in the devil, all of them orchestrated from God. God is the source of all powers. God is the source of good and evil. Listen to me, don't ever allow anybody to deceive you and tell you that the devil is the inventor of evil. No, the devil only became evil. God is the inventor of good and evil. The supernatural in the devil's kingdom is what we call occultism or magic. Occultism is the art of manipulating the firmament to favor the recipient. Manipulating the forces of nature to alter the natural sequence of things for abnormal occurrences to take place. And why that is possible was not because God gave the power to the devil. But because the devil manipulated the power out of the hand of Adam. Adam was the one that God created with the enablement of the power to manipulate the natural occurrences in such a way that it favors him. And so when the devil manipulated the power from the hand of Adam, he began to use it to his own advantage and in the favor of those who are in his camp. Under occultism, you see witchcraft. God is a practice. I'm sure some of us are aware that there's a school of witchcraft. That's why I always ask parents to be very careful the exposure their children they're having on the internet because people get initiated into witchcraft on the internet now. There are sites where you open them just as a sensible and, sen and careful, just go on witchcraft. They will tell you to write your name, put all your details there, then they'll begin to move you from level to level. They will tell you how you are going to make some signs on the floor in your room and put certain candles at certain junctions and sit at certain point and make certain incantations and certain things. And I tell you, brethren, if you do that, you'll see yourself in the coven. 
is an art that is being learned and being taught. And when you see magic, magic is the manipulation of the mind to believe what is not. That's why when you see those who are deeply into the art of magic, what they will always say, the more you look, the less you see. Abracadabra. So what you call the supernatural, that's why I pity Christians, so to speak, who visit magicians in the quest for miracle, thinking that these magicians can make miracles happen. They can make you see something that looks like miracle, and they will add it over to you, but because it is magic, before you got home, it will disappear. But the supernatural in God is what we are talking about now. What only God can do. And there's a path to this door, to entering into this realm. There's a path. And the path, way to entering either the supernatural in God or the supernatural in the devil is what is called instruction. Instruction. Now, I just told you how one can be initiated into the witchcraft. Do this, do that, make this sign, make that sign. As you follow the instruction, you get the result. So also in, those, in both realms, this is we are looking at key to the supernatural. In the story of First Kings, or let's start from Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four, there's a story of a woman who had a serious issue. Her husband was a prophet, or one of the sons of the prophet. Died in debt. And the creditor came for his money. But when the woman could not come out, with the, come out with the money, or come out with the money rather, the man decided to take his two sons as bondmen. And verse 2, the Bible says, or from verse 1, the Bible says the woman went to Elisha. And in verse 2, Elisha said unto her, what shall I do for you? I'm sure she must have gone to Elisha thinking that Elisha will say how much is the money. Okay, go and check the offering basket and count how much is there. Let us give the woman from the offering basket. No, Elisha did not tell her that. She asked her, what do you have in your house? That woman was like, if I have something in my house, will I have come to meet you? That begins to say something to you that the connection to the supernatural has always been in your house. What do you have in your house? The woman said, I don't have anything save a pot of oil. Man of God said, fantastic. Then he said, verse 3, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all your neighbors. Even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. And when you are come in, Thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out. And it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go sell the oil, pay your debt, leave thou and thy children of the rest. Lock up yourself. 
you needed you need money. Lock up yourself in the house. That small bottle you said you have, make sure you borrowed as many vessels as possible and begin to turn. Let's assume all she had was one liter bottle of oil. And let's assume that, that all the vessels she has collected is about 2,000 liter capacity vessel. And it had just one liter. And as she began to turn, one liter suddenly filled 2,000 vessel. Filled! The oil began to multiply. And multiplied. And multiplied. Excuse me, don't ever be among those who said this can only happen in Bible times. Bible times have not expired. Because my Bible says to me, Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, in 1 Kings chapter 17, another story of instruction. Seventeen verse eight, and the word of the Lord came unto Elijah, saying, "Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee." So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said. Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat, eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after... Make for thee and for thy son. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sent rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord. Which is spake by Elijah. Instruction. Instruction. In Proverbs chapter 10 verse 17. Proverbs 10 17. Look at Proverbs chapter 10 verse 17. Proverbs 10 17. Bible says, he is in the way of life. That does what? That keepeth instruction. For he that refuse reprove. What does he do? He, that word, eret, means he goes out of the way. He's being misled. Instruction. 
The pathway is instruction. If you look further, in the same Proverbs chapter 5, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 to 23, I love what he said. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 to 23. Look at it. it. says, For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall, shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Meaning that a man that lives without instruction will end up being stranded. The journey of life is always for everyone an experience that I've never been had before. How do I mean? We woke up today, we have started a journey today. Many of us don't have an inclination to what will happen today. We just woke up and just go ahead of the day and begin to do things as we thought best to do them. But do you know that on daily basis, you have an opportunity to experience the supernatural if only you, you, if only you can be instructed. Because supernatural is an occurrence that had to be experienced. He is in the way of life that keeps instruction. God said to prophet Isaiah, you shall hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. Meaning that all other ways might look like it, but there is only one way that is it. He is in the way of life. Meaning that instructions ought to keep you in the way of life. Knowing fully well, there are two ways in life. There is the way of life and there is the way of death. Why I believe that we need to be instructed is because of the temptation of the other way. Wide and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many are there. Narrow and straight is the way of life. Do you know there's a psychology that I want you to know? It's applicable to all of us. Majority carries the vote. When majority are going the way, it looks like the way. But where the minority are treading, it looks... How can 100 people want to go on a journey? And 98 are going this way, and only two. Everyone wants to be among the popular. But God is never found in the midst of the popular. <laughs> Brethren, we need the instruction. In that same Proverbs, the, the, the preacher says, the reproof of the instruction is the way of life. Consistency in receiving instruction is what keeps you perpetually in the way of life and advancement. Instruction. What do I do with instruction is what determines what will happen afterwards. In the story we read, going back to our story, the marriage in Cana of Galilee, they were almost being disgraced. 
got the wine, suddenly got exhausted in the midst of the celebration. And the mother of Jesus was there. Glory be to God, they had the sense to invite Jesus to the wedding. Meaning that if Jesus had not been invited, they would have been in trouble. Permit me to say this, sir. Jesus does not get crash. Whatever you don't invite him into, he doesn't get involved in. And let me get, tell you another thing. You don't invite him in the middle of the journey because he will never supervise a project he never initiated. So don't start and get to the middle and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, come and get involved. He, he will just look at you. Do I know how you got there? Invitation of Jesus must be at the conception. Because you don't choose the path. God told me whatever I initiate, I sustain. If I'm the one who started it, I will make an end of it. If I'm the one who initiated the journey, it doesn't matter what happens along the way, I will be there to support you. Go to the other side, Jesus said, while he went somewhere praying on the mountain. Far away they've traveled. And at a particular point in time, the Bible says, the wind became contrary. The wind was blowing against them, making it difficult for them to progress. But while he was on the mountain, because he was the one that told them to go, he saw them from afar. And what did the Bible say he did? He defied the Lord of nature and began to walk on the water just to save them. It means that when God initiates a journey for you and you begin to travel on that journey, whatever happens, if it is for him to break protocols, he will break protocols to get you out of the mess. The mother of Jesus was also there when she had. She told them, she told Jesus, they don't have wine. She said, woman, what's your problem now? It's not time to do miracle. The mother did not even mind what he said. She said, you have been invited, so you can't say you are not aware. And he went to them. Whatever he say to you, do it. And what he said to them is the most stupid thing that can be said to a human being. The water pot is what the Jews normally fetch water inside so that when guests come to their house, they will take water from it and go and wash their leg. That's what the water pots are for. Because you don't enter the Jews' house the way you came. If you are coming, you can't enter their house with your leg. You have to wash and your hand. They don't want you to bring dirt into their house. They are so clean. They believe so much in outward cleanliness. Even though many of them do it to the detriment of their heart cleanliness. And he said, go and fetch water inside the water pot. And the guy was like, okay. That was an instruction. And they fetch water. Take out of it and go and give it to the MC holding the microphone. I tried to imagine the scenario. The guy said, what? He said, take and give. And he took, he didn't taste. Go and give to MC, hold the microphone. Just imagine if you are in that situation. And you know the MC, whatever is in the cup, he's going to use microphone to say it. I just imagine that guy get to where the MC is. Say, yes, sir. As he handed the cup, he mash. Wow, wow, wow. He looked for the door outside. Because he doesn't want any noise that will be connected to him. And all of a sudden he said, wow. Ah, he said, I have entered trouble. He said, when he had the next thing, why have you kept the best wine? I'm sure he will quickly run to go and check the water pot. Where he put water. Brethren, 
whatever he says to you, do it. The key, the pathway is instruction. The key is obedience. In the book of Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. If you there, shout hallelujah. I want us to see. If you be willing, verse 18, and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Whatsoever is here to you, do it. Do it. Remember the story of that woman I read to us. Go and borrow vessel. She went ahead and borrowed vessel. Lock the door against yourself. She locked the door against herself. Pour what you have in it. And she poured. And uh, until she began to pour, there was no miracle. All the while she was borrowing the vessels, nothing happened. You remember the story of Naaman, the leper. When Naaman got to Elisha, in 2 Kings, chapter 17, is a very interesting story. You know, and Elisha told him, go and bath in Jordan. I said, nonsense. Jordan, very dirty water. Are there no better water for a prestigious person like me to go and bath? And he almost lost it until the guy that was with him said to him, if this man has told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? He said, just go and bath. I'm sure she must have reluctantly or sluggishly go to Jordan. Dip himself in Jordan the first time. Nothing happened. The second time, nothing happened. Because there was precision to the instruction. Dip yourself in Jordan several times. On the third time, and it came out, nothing happened. He could have said, this thing is a waste of time. But he went the fourth time. He went the fifth time. At the sixth time, nothing happened. But when he went the second time, the Bible says his flesh was returned and became like the flesh of a newborn baby. Instruction and obedience. The key, you know, God wants to do some terrific things in our lives. Terrific. That if only we can listen, there are things that we are expected to do. I said to people, brethren, do you want to see the acts of God? Most times everybody says yes. But there is something majority does not know about the acts of God. The acts of God is a response or reactions to the actions of men. God only reacts to your action. That is what is called the acts of God. It means there is something God wants you to do for him to be able to do what he can do. In the era, in the realm of the supernatural, the two parties is you and God. You have a role. God has a role. Your role is what you can do naturally. His role is what he can do supernaturally. Hallelujah. 
His role is what he can do supernaturally. And the role you can take naturally is a step in the direction of the instruction. What are the enemies of obedience? Because there are two key enemies that you need to understand this morning. The first is stubbornness. Stubbornness. Do it this way. No, 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 no. This is how I'm going to do it. We've had times we have to cancel people to do some things. They still insist on what they want to do. Because what you are saying does not make sense to them. What they are thinking is sense, more sensible than what you are saying. Stubbornness. In Psalm 78, Psalm 78 from verse 1. To the end, you will see what stubbornness can do to a man. Even though God has great plans for them. Psalm 78, look at it from verse 1. He says, give ye all my people to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which you have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. Showing to the generations to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generations to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God and keep his commandments. And might not be as their fathers. A stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that set not their hearts aright. And whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim being harmed and cannibals turned back in the day of battle which ought not to be. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. And forget his work and his wonders that he has sold them. Marvelous things did he in Egypt. In the sight of their fathers, in the field of Zoan, he divided the sea, caused them to pass through. He made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime, he led them with a the cloud. In the nighttime, with a fire, he clave the rocks in the wilderness, gave them drinks as out of the great depths. He brought streams out of the rock and caused water to run down like river. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lost. Speak against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? They were just stubborn. Stubborn. And listen, brethren. One of the things the funny nature of man did to us is introduce stubbornness into us. We are very stubborn. As I was growing up, the only proverb my father knew was, I the only scripture my father was only quoting. And that is when he wants to beat me. Praise God. Stubbornness. There is some manifestation still they are stubborn. Hardness of heart. They even call it a fluke. And the only, the greatest disaster, the damage you can do to yourself is to call the acts of God a fluke. You know what a fluke is? It's a mistake. It don't happen. Like Charles Darwin said, it wasn't me, his own father and himself. He had just a mistake of creation. There was an explosion. 
and the explosion led monkey to become a human being. I'm not from that generation. You know, that was what Tarzanwin said. He believed every one of us, we came into existence by mistake. And when you have the mindset that you are in this world by mistake, then you expect everything to happen by mistake. And things that will happen by mistake are things that you cannot control. Stubbornness. If you are willing, meaning that to obey is a choice, to disobey is a choice. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 from verse 1, Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1, Moses was saying to the children of Israel, if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to do according to that which I am saying to you this day, then shall the Lord bless you above all nations. And he began to relate, and began to relate, and began to relate, and he got to a point, I think the seventh verse, and he said, if you choose to be stubborn and to disobey, then all these causes, he started by saying, all these blessings shall pursue and overtake you. And he went forward by saying, if you disobey and you are stubborn, all this, in fact, the blessing were only about five or six verses. The causes, in fact, I, 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 I've never finished reading the causes. Start really, really, the cloud over your life. The M over you shall become brass. The ground shall be iron. <laughs> only because you disobey. Said your enemy that is pursuing you, they will not only catch up with you, they will destroy you. Disobedience. It means that whatever negativity that is happening to us, beneath it is disobedience. You see, we did a Bible study. I just encourage many of us, try and come for Bible study. We were talking on Wednesday, and we established, you know, before Aristotle's, no, I know, you know, there's, a, there's, there's a, a scientist called Aristotle. He wasn't just a scientist. He's also a socialist, so to speak. He was a philosopher, and they were trying to mold the society. Before he came up with the law of cause and effect, there's a general belief that whatever happens to men is the act of the gods. That it just happened before the gods just wanted to happen. Nobody has contribution to it. It was later that man came and said, listen, Whatever happens to men are not solely the acts of God. They are the acts of sowing and reaping. To every effect, there is always a cause. And I thank God for our elders in Yoruba that says, without this fire, there can never be smoke. When a man is struggling, and his finances is eating the rock, and he's struggling, don't assume. Some people say, maybe that is his fate. And your money. No, 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 no. It is either that somebody somewhere have was an authority and a connection to his destiny, have done something that he or she is now reaping. Or that person himself or herself have done something that is even adversity. Law of cause and effect, that's what creates balance. And that's when, that's one new thing. Came up when he began to talk about the new thing, law of motion. To every action, there's a corresponding reaction. And those are the principles that led to the invention of automobiles, aircraft. All the major invention is founded on the law of cause and effect. Do it this way, this will happen. That's why the vehicle, put the gear in one, it will move at this way. Put it in gear two, it will increase in speed. Put it in gear three, you put it in five. When they did the gear system, they look at it. We can even come up with a system. Just put it at a particular point, drive, and the thing will be selected. They put gear selector. And speed, increase. It means that if you want to increase your speed in life, there are certain things you can do. If you do those things, you don't need to struggle. Do you struggle to move your car from 80 to 100? Or you just, you just change the gear? To every fact, there's a cause. 
Disobedience to God's instruction keeps us as strugglers in the journey of life. If you will act diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God to do according to that which he has written. To do according to that which he has commanded. I'm sure some of us must have had the testimony of our Father and the Lord. Because a lot of people always think, I see a lot of young people wanting to become general overseer. Because they believe if you become a general overseer, you are going to fly a private jet. You are going to have an helicopter. But they will never think about the story before the glory. When Daddy Joe was still a worker and uh, sitting in church like you are now seated this morning, the founder said to them, I want all of you to close your account and bring what is in your account to church. We need the money in church. And everybody nodded their head. You know, in church, you don't need to nod your head. You know, you don't say anything. Whether you hear what I'm saying or you don't hear, I shall know you are looking at me. You know, that's what happens in church. That's why it takes grace for you to be a preacher and be talking to people who are just looking at you. Whether they agree, whether they disagree, nobody will say no, nobody will say yes. And after serving everybody who come, is that not so? Whether you are making sense or you're not making sense, they will just be looking at you. And after the service, with excitement, daddy and mommy went to close their account and took the money to church. Like, around Sunday, they were all in church. The founder knew those who closed his account because he knew how much came to church and he knew where it came from. So I gave an instruction that all of you should close your account and bring the money to church. How many of you closed your account and brought the money? Out of excitement, daddy and mommy shut their hand up. When they looked, just imagine two people raising up their hand and they look at nobody else. They brought and they said, no, 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 lift up your hand. Imagine everybody sitting down and two people's hands are lifted. That was the day those couple became lifted from above every other person. Then he, told, he said that, ah, I said, I can see. Why is not the anointing of general overseer that is making that the Jew prosperous? It's obedience. A lot of people want to model daddy Joe. Can you model his obedience? Because if you will acting diligently to observe and to do, meaning that you watch for his word to hear what he will say unto you. That was what I love Obadiah. Obadiah chapter 2. He said from verse 1, I will stand upon my watch. He took a strategic position. I will stand upon my watch. I will hear what he will say unto me and what I will answer when I am reproved. He answered and said unto me, write the vision. Make it plain upon the table that they may run that reach it. For the vision is there for an appointed time. Wait for it. Though it tarries, wait for it. For it will surely come. And at the end, it shall speak and not lie. That scripture was one of the scriptures that taught me early to wait on God for instruction. I've, 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 I've the story that each time I say it, at times it makes me feel from. When I entered the university, I gambled to enter the university because I didn't even know my right from my left. I only looked for courses that my combination of WAEC would give me. I wrote civil engineering, I wrote electrical. I wrote all the engineering, I don't even know which one. And when they were going to give me my result, my result did not take any of the three engineering. They said they can't give me whatever admission. I said, no problem. Later they sent another admission to me. They gave me a course I've never had before. They said quantity surveying. The quantity surveying. Quantity and surveying. Okay. When I get there, we know what they are saying. When I got to school and they began talking, I was very angry. 
Say you do stretch excavation. You do. I said, what stretch excavation? And thank God for Nigeria educational system. They will be telling you things as if you are the one that was there when they were writing it. And the person they are talking to will just be saying, mm -hmm, I did not know what they are saying. And I saw people, they will just be doing that. They will pass and say, oh, I don't understand this thing. So I stopped going for classes. When it's time for exam, I'll just write my name, write my magic number. And my lecturer, very good, they give me zero over 100. And I say, eh, after all, what, what's my business with the course? I didn't know that if you are below one point something, they will send you out. So me, I will get 1.10, 1.12. One way or the other, I will just say, <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, I go to the SUB. I'm at the SUB till night. My, it's when we are to do exam, I'll be asking my friend, can I have your hand out? They will not borrow me. So when I don't have hand out, I don't know what they taught in class. I'll just write my name and I'll not deceive myself. No, I wasn't born again, so I was living a very reckless life, you know. But when I got born again, I went to God. I said, God, before I met you, I've been making this course. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. What is it that will make sense to me? And I started praying. God, what will make sense to me? What is it that is my makeup that I will do without struggle, that I will do with excitement, that nobody will need to push me to do it? What is that thing, Lord, Lord, Lord? And I slept, and he gave me a revelation. I saw myself by a pond. There are fishes flowing, moving around. And I was so excited. In fact, I cannot explain the joy. I came and said, ah, God wants me to be a fish farmer. Out of excitement, I began to... My brother said to me, you must be stupid. <laughs> of all the jobs in life, it's farming you want to do. And he made a statement, have you ever seen a rich farmer before? You know, I've not grown to realize that the richest in America were farmers. You know, but you know where, you know, we're local people now. So many people still know that, you know, that still local Nigerians who don't know that farmers are the richest. Even though our fathers have said Agbeloba, we still don't understand yet. We are still not waking up. He said, why don't you work in the bank? Because, you know, I, I've, I've had banking experience. You work in the bank or a company. I say bank and oil company. How can somebody, I'll be counting somebody's money. I'll not be able to spend it. I want to do what people will be counting my own money. You know, the greatest torture you can have in life is for you to be counting other people's money you cannot spend it. I don't like banking. If you are doing it, glory be to God for your life. Try and take one hour out of the money and you will see the quantity of yourself. Amen. And he said, okay. You know, for almost 23 years, I have been doing farming. There is nothing I need that he has not given to me. I've driven, in fact, I've not driven the best cars, but I think I've driven part of the best of all cars. I mean, I've driven Jaguar, I've driven, I've, what car have I, I just, I looked, I said, look, it is where you are where God wants you to be that you will get what you deserve in life. Where does God want you to be with the arrays of work that is looking like kame, 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 But there is one that is not talking. And that one that is not talking is what God says you should go for. Logic will tell you that it's stupid. That takes us to the next one. Logic. Logic is the enemy of the supernatural. Your brain can't calculate it. How can it? How can it? Does it make sense? Excuse me, the things of the spirit does not make sense to carnal men. That's why they won't experience the supernaturals of God. Praise God. You can't. It's not possible. I was hearing the testimony from one, one man of God, George Adigoy, some sometimes ago. He, he was living in a community, he was a lecturer in UI then, 
I was in a community where they were, they, were, they were always having scarcity of water. And he kept praying, Lord, I don't want to be, it was stressful for him to be carrying jerry cans around. So, at the instruction of the Holy Spirit, challenged by God, went to his bathtub in the toilet and blocked it with the stopper. I said, by tomorrow, when I wake up, I must see what I feel this place. And he went to sleep. By the time he woke up the next morning, the bathtub was filled with water. And that was where, how he started getting water every day. It was not joining anybody to fetch water anymore. Somebody say, ah, ah, pastor. All these things people normally say, does it make sense? They didn't bring water, and water would just fill. When our father and the Lord, the founder, that the Joe was telling us the story of the founder, when they were having financial a food challenge in the house. And God said, tell your wife, wash a pot, keep it somewhere, just take a spoon, turn your back to the pot, and put the spoon inside the pot. You know? And whatever you see there, you will see, you eat. You might just wash pot, put it in one corner, turn her back, push spoon. Today is fish. Tomorrow is fish. He was bringing all kind of meats from the pot, day in, day out. They didn't tell us how many days he ate without going to the market to buy pepper. But one day she said, at this pot, let me go see what is inside. When she opened the pot, the pot is as clean as it was in the beginning. Ma, can God tell you, daughter, 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 put your pot in one corner and be turning your back and put your spoon. You say, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Does it make sense? Put spoon? Even if you tell your husband, your husband will say nonsense, are you okay? <laughs> Logic. Do you know, brethren, it is easier for illiterate that have not gone to school to believe God than illiterate people. That was why God was not looking for those who went to school. He was looking for fishermen. <laughs> you have not thought about it. It's not those who went to school will have questioned him. You know, we question a lot. You know, you know, science says, geography says, biology says. That's why when they tell you, you have a low spam can. The spam is supposed to be 5 million. Somebody said it's 50 million. I don't know. He said it's supposed to be 5 million, and you have 1 million. You have low spam can. It's supposed to be like from 5 million and above. I said, ah, out of 5 million and 1 million, you only need one. One. And that one, when the Holy Spirit is free, the thing will just go, share. So I don't need 2 million. I don't need 1 million. I just need one. Because if you go to meet doctor, they will always tell you something they learned in school. But when you meet Jesus, you say, no spanker, do you have a seed? Yes. How many? One. That one can give you a whole nation. Do you know that? That one can give you a whole nation. But does it make sense to a doctor? If a doctor is listening to me, they say, pastor doesn't understand. He's talking at her like an illiterate. Thank you, I'm an illiterate. Logic. Look at the Bible in the book of 1 Corinthians. We begin to pray. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13 to 21. Are we there? It says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. Doesn't make sense. For unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer? 
argumentator of this world. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? But after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. He pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews requires a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greek foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greek. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. And in chapter 2, look at it. From verse 6. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that comes to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known, it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it is written... Eyes have not seen, nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. For he that is spiritual judged all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him, or that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. When you have the mind of this world, logic will debar you from the reality of the supernatural. Brethren, there is the supernatural. In fact, there is nobody here that doesn't know there is the supernatural. Praise God. When we watch films, we know there are supernatural. But it's like we are more inclined to the supernatural in the realm of darkness than in the realm of God. You know, when we hear things like, I'm about going to somebody's house, and they will see broom, one broom, and they are like ten. And they will beat themselves to stupor. The money, because one person... Then person will be struggling with one broom to sweep the abalist house. You remember the story? You've, had, you've not heard it before. Uh, two guys that were, they stole an abalist car. They drove the car to the market. And they stripped themselves naked. And they were bathing in bath, bad water. Until the abalist came and collected their, his car and released them. We see the devil manifesting all these things. But do you know what they are manifesting is fake? We are the original. Hallelujah. I said we are the original. Two young guys did something that was very interesting. Young guys. I think the oldest was about 21. The younger one was about 17, 18, thereabout. They went to meet an abalist. They wanted to do what we call ukibe. Have you ever had Okibe? If you have had of Okibe, raise up your hand. 
There are too many Twitch people here. Jesus is Lord. You don't know what Tokibe is. Somebody is trying to ask, what is Okibe? That thing that when you do it, if the cutlass bounce on you like this, it will bounce out. Oh, there she is, my hand. Okay, that one is, sorry, Jerry. I will have said, oh, there she is. Everybody will connect with, oh, there she So they went and met these abalists, and he did the thing for them. And they went to town and sharpened their cutlass very well. And they got to, the brother, senior brother thought he was wise. Wanted to use the brother for experiment. Say, let me test it on you first. And the younger brother stretched his hand. And the brother gave it to him. Ah! And the thing bounced. Ah! The young brother said, okay, your own turn. Because the senior brother have seen the thing work. When he released the thing, palm he entered. When they told me this story, <laughs> they had to go and stitch the guy's hand though. I now called him. His name was Monday. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> what were you looking for? What were you thinking? If the thing caught him big, you know the confidence that Yam! entered. But the thing didn't enter the younger brother. So it works in a way. All this young Babodini. But can I say in the name of Jesus, any cutlass that they hit you with will bounce in Jesus' name. And somebody's coming, cutlass, say, Pastor, I said it. It was like, hmm. <laughs> Ah, do we, honestly, because I've not carried you inside calabash and put fire inside and you are burning inside hot water. If I've done that and when you are coming out, the calabash busted us. Yes, you will even be looking for who to cut you cutlass. But you know, in the kingdom of God, it's just the word. I'm the one who created the waster to destroy. I'm the one who created the blacksmith that fans the coal to fire to make the instrument of war. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. He has spoken. Your choice is whether you believe it or no. Don't start looking for cutlass. But if they come, look at them and smile. Because that cutlass will not enter. In fact, how would they even hit you with it? When the demon that is inside of them sees you and recognizes you. That's what Christian said, may we understand who we are and what we carry. The devil knows what you carry. It is you that doesn't know what you carry. Because when you know what you carry, the devil knows. I was telling people the other time, I was looking for who will kidnap me. I will go and behave like Mugu. Nobody will come and carry me. Because I want to go to their den and see how they do things. If there's a kidnapper in the house, you can organize it. Because when children of God are gathered, children of Satan are not too. Come. Nobody kidnapped me. I said, God, why is it that these people are not kidnapping me? I want to see the, you know, I want to have, I want to have the adventure. I want it to be part of my story. 
know what God told me? He said, when light is on, do you think darkness come there? He said, those guys have eyes. They know what they are looking for. When they see you, they know you are not the one they are looking for. Have you ever seen darkness to come to where light is? That's when God told me, the way you know, the devil knows you know. And when you don't know, the devil knows you don't know. And when he knows you don't know, it takes advantage of your ignorance to manipulate you. Brethren, the supernatural is a reality in our lives. As for any time I share the testimony of when I'm robbed, I was looking for those I'm robbers. They never came. The day I was not looking for them was the day they came. And they passed and they came. And that one rushed, shot my wife close ring by the window, shot her. Thank God that woman said blood of Jesus because that was what we had. Two bone shot, pa, pa. Not a bullet entered her body, not one. Me that was looking for them, when I saw them, I said, you are welcome. You know why? Have you ever seen a film that an actor died before? <laughs> I love James Bond 007. In fact, all those series, this power love me, live and let die. You know, I, yeah, we point the gun at James Bond. See, they want to kill James Bond. You just hear ghosts, a camera will just carry this thing off. All of a sudden, when the camera comes, we show that somebody shot somebody that wanted to shoot James Bond. Because if James Bond is dead, there is no more continuation of 007. You can't die, you're an actor. Hey, Amen. One Indian film that the actor died. I said, what kind of film was this? It was the dog that became the actor at the end of the day. The man died, the actor, the actor of the, entered the, the spirit of the actor entered his dog. So the dog went to revenge. Remember those old that Indian film? <laughs> Hallelujah. The supernatural is our heritage. And that guy pointed the gun at me and said, give me your phone. My brain could not think like a normal human being. Quite a normal human being would say, take my khaki, take my phone, take my iPad, take everything, give my life, leave me in peace. I said, now you buy a phone for me. I'm sure his brain left his core. All his life he has been using God to threaten. Do you know fear? Fear has too. You don't know, say fear the fear. Oh. That's the key to the supernatural. When you know fear fears, then you can intimidate fear. By confronting your fear, the man you confront your fear, the liver of liver for the liver of fear said go fail. I said, when I said, now you buy food for me. I'll kill you. Oh. You cannot kill me. And he pulled the trigger, this gun. Okay. Only Jesus can't fail. Hallelujah. Only Jesus can't fail. Gone can fail. Just can fail. Only Jesus cannot fail. Put the gun the second time when the thing failed, he began to backslide. I will shoot you. I will shoot you. I will shoot you. And the other one entered the vehicle with the entire land G. Came for me, hit me with the car. I went up landing on the floor. I came back on my leg. They said, This one are weary. Because I was ready to fight them to finish. They started running. I was chasing them with my leg. When I said, you can't outrun the car. I said, when I saw them, I've seen the devil I've been looking for since. I said, you see that car they are taking is what we are going to take to Umaya tomorrow. Not going with public transport. I said, what will we do? Look for them on the express. I'm going to collect my car. And truly, I collected my car. Well, they took my car to my prayer mountain and they ran away. I went to my prayer mountain and I carried my car back home. Whether they, I fought them, whether I brought my car back home. 
And I asked God a question. God, you knew they won't kill my wife. They won't kill me. They won't go with my car. Why did you allow them to come? He said, you have read in the Bible that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Now you have experienced it. It's no more a story. It is now a reality. Rise up on your feet. Meaning that God is going to give you opportunity after today to experience the supernatural. The question is, will you respond to instruction by obedience? But when you begin to obey him, you will see him move. Two prayer points. Lord, banish stubbornness from me. <laughs> you know yourself. You are too stubborn. Do this. What is inside of you is what you will do. No matter what they say. Mm -hmm. Don't commit this kind of... Mm -hmm. Don't... Mm -hmm. And God doesn't struggle with a man. He said, I will not cast my peers before swine, lest they take it to the dust and come back and rend me. Meaning that God looks at people before he speaks to them. He knows you won't obey him, he won't speak to you. You want God to speak to you? You want God to give you instruction? He's willing to give you instruction. Or are you willing to obey? He knows those who will obey. He knows those who will not obey. I might not know here, but he knows. But if you know you are struggling with obeying God, simple instruction you are struggling, it's not your fault. It's the fallen nature of man. The Adamic nature that must be dealt with. And so you are going to call upon the Lord to help you this morning. Because when we begin to anoint ourselves, one of the words that came so strong is we will be anointed for the supernatural. It means that it will become a natural occurrence for you to get things done. Like you starting your house with 15,000 and you are completing it in three months. Amen. You have no money in your pocket and you are buying a very big car. Amen. And you don't, the devil, everybody around is struggling. There's no food. And in your house, there is abundance of food. Like food multiplying in your store without you going to the market. Glory be to God. Like money not finishing your pocket. And all of a sudden, you find that there's no money in your pocket. Say, Lord, money finished. God said, go and be checking your purse and your suit. And you are checking your suit. And you suddenly see a mint 5,000 naira in your pocket. How did you get there? They have told you that money will never finish. You are the one that put it there. You make sure you make sure for God. So that at the time of need, he will bring it back. Or you open your Bible one day and you are just reading. All of a sudden, you just open a page. And $200 will drop. Nobody gave me dollar. How did he get there? God said, don't worry. Just be reading. <laughs> oh, man. People you never knew just say, you know, I, I think I know you somewhere. I think I know you like a brother who was a camera. He was taking, he was a photographer. They wanted to give contract of supplying uh, street light to somebody. They mistakenly sent it to his box. He saw it. He said, uh, he said uh, are you the person? He said, he said no. He said, but, but uh, he said, eh, I can do it too. He said, you can do it. And he said, I can do it. He, met, he quoted, but he, got, he stopped doing photograph. <laughs> May you receive mistake key, mistake proposal. They just send it. If they mistakenly send money to your account, look for the owner, don't spend it first though. Because some people say, Pastor, I've said they mistakenly send money. Somebody have just gone to prison because of that. They sent two million. He went to spend. By the time they caught him, they said, you will first go to jail because you didn't report back to the bank. You understand? Don't, don't go in that direction. They can miss it. I've seen it happen. They will, instead of one, they will put two. And the thing will enter your account. It's ask. If they now say, ah, we don't know, maybe it's your own. Hey. You can come and give your title and spend the remaining. Because I believe after now, you begin to see certain things happen just like 
you will remember that this man said to you that things you cannot do, nobody can do. God is going to do them for you. Lift up your voice and say, Father, I want to operate in the supernatural. Banish stubbornness from my life. Banish stubbornness from my life. Give me a heart of flesh. Replace it with a heart of stone. Heart of stone, take it away from me. Give me a heart of flesh. Glory be to your name, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. In that same spirit, it's only those who are born of the spirit that will experience the supernatural. If you are not born again, you are born of the flesh, and you will continue to live under the natural sequence of operations. But when you are born again, you begin to live under the spiritual sequence of things. So if you are here, you are not born again, just lift up your hand wherever you are. Let me pray with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift it above your head. Hallelujah. Lift it above your head. You want to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. I can see that hand. Please. Cancel uh, us. Can you give him decision sleep? Somebody is lifting up his hand there. Glory be to God. You know you are not born again. We don't need to flog this matter for too long. The reason why you came to church is because you want to meet with God. Now God is giving you an invitation. If you are not yet saved, it's time to come for salvation. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Can we jam our hands together for our brother? I love you so much. God bless you. If you are joining him, please join him. Glory be to God. Can we stretch forth our hands towards him and pray that the Almighty God will save his soul? Ask the Almighty God, what God will save him to the uttermost. This decision is taken today. We launch him into the realms of God. We'll launch him to the unspeakable realm of glory in the name of Jesus. That from today, God will come true for him in every matter that concerns his life. Pray for him that today, this decision will cause God to become a reality to him in all entirety. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Brother, I repeat after me say, Oh Lord Jesus, accept you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I'm born of the spirit, born of the supernatural. I excuse myself from the natural order of things. I connect myself with your realm, O oh God. As from today, I am your child. I will live for you and I will reign with you in eternity. Glory be to your name, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, as he has said in your ears, do unto him. Save him unto the uttermost and glorify yourself on all sides. Let his life be a wonder to build and a testimony to many of your wonder-working power and ability to transform destinies. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You are lifted in Jesus' name. Can we jam our hands together? Hallelujah. Finally, you are going to take this prayer point, and we are going to go into worship, and we file out one after the other for the anointing. Lord, let the spirit of obedience find an expression in my life. Lord, I want to obey you. Help me to obey you. And you see that obeying God at times is doing something stupid. Something that doesn't make sense. Like you having one car and God says go and sell it. And bring the money to church. Ah ah. Closing your account and bringing the money to church. Ah ah. How will I go home? How will I leave? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you Jesus. Are we ready to take that prayer point? Say Father. I want to obey you. Impart upon me this morning the spirit of obedience. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. You might not even need to shout. Just tell him. 
Lord, I want to obey you. Help me to obey you. I want to do your will. Help me to do your will. No matter how stupid the instruction is, help me to act diligently to it and to do what you have instructed. Remember what he says? Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Lord, I receive grace to obey you in all entirety. Receive that grace this morning. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray.